I really didn't ever think that I would have anal sex. Okay, why? It looked scary to me. I don't know. It just looked uncomfortable to me. And what if he pulls out and there's all this poop on his dick? Is he going to be like, gross, girl? Welcome to Two Hot Wives, a podcast where two friends in open marriages explore the exciting world of unconventional sex. Hey, hotties. I'm Kat. And I'm Ams. And we're the two hot wives. Tonight, we're talking about anal sex. Yep. We are bringing season two in with a bang. Can you, oh my gosh. We are on season two. Yay. It feels legit. I feel like we are a legit podcast now. We're there. So we've made a couple of changes to our format in season two. We found that we would tackle these topics. And then we had more to say when we were finished. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed like we we finished the episode and then like a couple days or a week later, I was, I was like, you know what? I figured out something new and I wanted to add to it, but it's too late. And we didn't have, yeah, we didn't have a place in the format to get deeper into our learnings from our, our experiences. So we've decided in season two, we're going to take these juicy, meaty, sexy topics and divide it up into two. So for episode one of any topic, we will go into our past experiences and we will talk to subject matter experts on these topics. Mm -hmm. And then we'll give ourselves some sexy homework Uh and we'll sort of do that and figure things out. And then the next episode, part two, will be all about those experiences. Exactly. And for those of you who tune in for the hot tails or the cocktails. We're still going to have them. We're still going to do that. Don't (laughs) worry. Don't cry. You'll still have cocktails and hot tails for your Wednesday nights. Yeah. So anal is a topic that I have wanted to tackle for a really long time time. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and you were a little scared. Yeah, no, I think it's a, an important subject that we need to talk about. And I think with any subject that we hit, part of the fun in doing it is that we grow mm-hmm. in our experiences yes. and we share that with the audience. So I love anal, but I'm not all that good at it yet. Well, I don't think uh, that's fair. Be, you know, it's- Okay. So I like anal play. Yeah. I like touching. I like... I like rimming. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of nerve endings there. Sure. I'll call them my button. Yeah. But I. But as far as like penetration with anything bigger than a finger, it's a little uncomfortable for me. It's not painful, but it's uncomfortable at first. And yeah. it takes a little warming up for me. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and knowing there are some sex acts that you almost can't do wrong, right? Right. Oral sex as long well, you as you're not using wrong. well as long as you're not using teeth like I, I think you know it's hard to get that completely wrong but sure. anal sex a little bit of preparation a little bit of understanding your body and how it functions i think makes for a better experience and it's just one of those topics that i think a lot of people have curiosity about it but they're too scared to explore it with sure. their partner it feels too dirty yeah I was going to say taboo, but no, dirty's right. Yeah. Because it's where the poop comes out, (laughs) right? I mean, let's let's be real. It is, you know, a part of your body that can be gross. And so getting uh, prepped in a way that makes you feel less self-conscious about that and, and acknowledging it's not like a lubricating part of your body, that there are things that you have to do to make it more comfortable or some fundamental things that you should know if you want to explore anal sex, anal play even. Mm -hmm. So we are going to go today into some of our first exposures to anal sex. And then we're going to talk to a few experts in the field. Yes. Which is April Lambert Mm -hmm. and Amy Baldwin from the Shameless Sex podcast. Yeah, they were fantastic. And boy, did they like talking about anal unbelievable. They're amazing. Yeah. So after we we check in with them, we are going to set ourselves some sexy homework. And then two weeks from now, we will let you know how it goes. 
But before we get started, Kat, what are we drinking tonight? So tonight we are drinking a cherry basil smash. Yeah. Because maybe for some of you guys, you're popping your anal cherry. Well, that's not really what I had in mind. Sorry. That's <laughs> what, what I had in my dirty little mind. Cherries are in season, Ams. That's true. That's true. They are quite delicious. They're and have really good. Nothing to do with anal sex. Nothing to do with anal sex. And I have to tell you, I was trying to think of a cocktail that would go. I try to think of a cocktail that goes with each episode. I told you, I, get them to the Greek. That's what I would I just decided to just go with something seasonal. That's fair. So That's it is good. the cherry basil smash. It's fresh cherries, which are in season and they're delicious. Mm -hmm. And uh, gin and, of course, basil. Yes. Uh, some honey simple syrup. I did put in a little of that Luxardo cherry syrup mm -hmm. just to mm -hmm. help those cherries along a little bit. Yeah. And uh, club soda. I'll have the whole recipe on the website and on our social media. Yeah. But they're delicious. This is one of my favorites. Cool. It's really good. I love anything where where we're adding a little bit of herbs to it. I'm I trying to branch nice. out a little bit. I, I like, like the herbs, so I'm I'm trying to, you know, add those where I can. Yeah, and it's not super heavy. It's really light. And I know you tried out a couple different things mm -hmm. with the club soda versus like Sprite or Right. You can you can sweeten it up if you want with a little lemon lime soda like like Sprite or 7 Up or something like that. But I like this. It's, I, I like this too. This goes down really easy. Yeah, with the honey simple syrup and the little bit of ch cherry syrup, I think it's just right. Yeah. And with our cocktails, we need some hot tails. <gasps> okay, Ams, this one's on you. What's your hot tail tonight? Tonight, I am going to talk about House Parties Revisited. Yeah. That's awesome. It, it, yes and no. <laughs> yes and no. So on the positive side, COVID seems to be kind of in the rearview mirror or more, you know, people are less worried about getting together, especially in small groups of mm -hmm. vaccinated people. So we are getting invited to house parties all the time. Like- twice a weekend. And uh, we haven't been to that many, but we have gone to to two different house parties over the last month or so. Okay. The downside, I fucking hate this dynamic that happens in a lot of house parties. And I'm going to say, when we talked about house parties in season one, I don't know that we really did it justice because we didn't have a lot of experience right. with house parties because I don't like going to someone's house where I don't know anybody or I know very few people and be expected to get in a big room and fuck a bunch of people that I don't know. Well, especially when the group is small, right? Yeah. We found with our house party, our group was really small, but luckily everybody knew each other and it was very comfortable. It, it was. But I can imagine if you're in a group of a small group mm -hmm. where you don't know everybody, that could be kind of yeah. uncomfortable. Yes. I, I don't like that dynamic. And very consistently, every small group get together that I've been to, there's this moment in time, usually around 10 o'clock at night, where the hostess will say, or the or the host will say, all right, ladies, why don't you get into something sexy and put a show on for the guys? And I'm like, fuck that. Show me your dicks and then right. I'll take my clothes off. I don't mind being objectified in certain circumstances. Mm -hmm. But if I feel forced to do it for people that I don't know very well, it really gets my hackles up. I yeah. don't like it at all. It is a total turnoff for I me. I wouldn't like that either. Yeah. No way. It reminds me of that party that we went to where, you know, we were all in the kitchen mm -hmm. and the guys were like, hey, ladies, you know, you need to get into your lingerie now. Mm -hmm. And parade around for the fully dressed guys. Right. Fuck you. <laughs> Fucking hate that shit. Yeah. So the two house parties that I went to certainly had a little bit of that dynamic, but one went not so well for me. The other one actually had a really good time. Do you think it's just poor planning? 
it's not purposeful, but they just don't know what else to do to keep the party moving? Or I, I think that's what people expect from the house parties. It's kind of that old key party, mm. old school swinger vibe. And people just have a lot of expectations that that's how the night is going to play out is my guess. I, I mean, I went into all of this lifestyle stuff with zero background knowledge of what right. the subculture was like. So I don't know where it comes from, but it's very consistent. It's very consistent that that seems to be the experience with house parties. The first one that I went to, I'm going to call it the Bollywood party because they were playing <laughs> Bollywood music. And I love that. I love Bollywood music. It's fun mm -hmm. to dance to. It's sexy. The majority of the people that were there were Indian, which is cool. And I do, I love Indian food. I love Bollywood music. I was digging all of that. Mm -hmm. Although, just a little tip, <laughs> having a bunch of spicy Indian That's food. That's exactly where my head went. I was like, really? I mean, I love Indian food, but, mm -hmm. you know. It, and, yeah, and that, no, well, nobody that, was eating it. it. It was this beautiful spread. and Which all, is such a shame. I know. All the homemade stuff. Yum. Amazing. Nobody was eating it because we're all thinking, we're gonna, you don't want a full stomach and a right. gurgly stomach like when you're playing. Maybe we didn't stay that long. So maybe afterwards people were eating the food. I don't know. But it all just sat there looking beautiful and not being touched. We were in the mingling part and, and a couple walked in a little bit late that we sort of knew through you guys. They were friends of yours. We had seen them at a Halloween party, but we were never really connected with them. And we we gravitated toward them and talking with them because we knew them better than anyone else. That makes sense. Yeah. Someone familiar. Right. When right. you're in a small group like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the party moved into the living room and the lights were dim and the Bollywood music was playing, which was fun. Like, mm -hmm. I love dancing. That's a really fun part of a house party. And the lights are dim. I loved that. But there was a lot of pressure for the women to get in their sexy lingerie. So there was this moment in time where the hostess was like, let's all get changed into our sexy clothes for the guys. And I didn't go. I was like, I'm just going to hang with the dudes. <laughs> Eventually, I did. I put a cute little bra and panties set on underneath a wrap dress. Mm -hmm. And even that, I felt like the women at the party were in slut attire, which is cool. Whatever makes you feel happy and sexy, but it was, it wasn't flattering. It just looked like what you would think a guy would want you to wear at a party. Hmm. Okay. So I wasn't digging it. I was dressed more conservatively because that's what made me feel sexy. Mm -hmm. And then I just took off the wrap dress and I had my cute little bra and panties on, which was cool. So we were all kind of dancing around in our underwear. And there was a certain amount of guys coming up to me and flirting and touching and i wasn't i wasn't feeling it and they weren't re picking up on my body language did you feel like they were like putting their hands on your hips or putting yes. their hands on you in a dancing in the dancing which sort of seems like that's okay like they don't really have to ask permission to touch you cuz you're dancing Yes. And maybe look, not on purpose. It's just that you're in a small group, you're dancing, you're all in your underwear. Right. It seems like it's okay for them to touch you. Well, and look, I have a lot of sympathy for guys in this situation because I wasn't feeling like I wanted to go up to anybody and be like, you're hot, let's dance. I, I wasn't feeling it with mm -hmm. anybody in that room. And so they were coming up to me and it's, you know, it's hard for guys to know what is and isn't appropriate or, you know, be able to read body language. And and what I should have done is say, no, thanks. I don't want to dance with you. But when there's only 12 people in the room. You're all sort of dancing in a group, right? Yeah. And it's sort of like the group sort of moves and then you're dancing with somebody else. And then all of a sudden you turn around and somebody else is in front of you. Yeah. and. It's probably in their mind, maybe implied consent because you you're came sort of to there. a house party. You came to a house party. Yeah. You're in your underwear and you're dancing in yeah. a group. 
Yeah. I get it. It, it. It's a hard line. Yeah. Nobody did anything super inappropriate, but I don't like it. I didn't like any of it. It didn't make me feel sexy. It made me feel icky. And we ended up leaving early. We exchanged digits or kick handle or whatever with the the couple mm-hmm. that we did kind of connect with. But my head was not in the game. They probably would have gone to some hotel or something and, and to hung hang out, out with, with us guys. afterwards. But mm-hmm. I had used up all of my sort of extrovert energy. I just wanted to go to bed. Mm-hmm. So we left pretty early in the night and it just wasn't a fantastic experience. It was about a week later, we went to another house party with the the hosts this time we knew them a little bit better and they are really nice people. They have a beautiful home. They host a lot of house parties. Uh but it was a very similar dynamic where you have this time where you're upstairs and you're mingling and there's a little bit of food. In that case, it was lighter bites, which is smart. <laughs> Not big, heavy Indian food is lighter bites. Um, And, you know, they put a lot of effort into it. There was like a goodie bag, which was really, really sweet. Actually, it had some awesome stuff in the goodie bag. It had things like little lube packets and um, the hostess makes like a homemade lube body butter, which was really nice. And little, I actually tried um, this at PCAP. It was a, a nipple Balm that has like a little bit of it's. I, I don't know how it's any different from lip balm, but like you a put sweetness. A, yeah, to just it? a little tiny bit of Ooh. sweetness to it. It's kind of like lip smackers for your nips. <laughs> uh, so that's cool. It was cool, and there were cool things in the in the bag for for Mister Ams as well. So that was very sweet. It felt you know welcoming and celebratory, and and I was digging that. But again, yeah. Can I ask how many people were at this one? Were Same, uh, maybe small. even smaller. Okay, I would say there was. Six couples, five or six couples, uh, four or five couples plus one unicorn and one single guy. And did you know any of them ahead of time? Oh, so here's it. Mm. We, <laughs> there were two couples there that we had not met with, uh, but we had seen them on social profiles okay. and Mr. Ams had turned them down for one reason or another. We, we didn't physically, we weren't like super keen on the pictures or they were too new. So we'd actually turned down both of these couples and it's like, ta-da, Here we're we all in a house party together. This isn't awkward at all. <laughs> <laughs> but this is, you know what? It's not a huge community. Even in a, we live in a pretty major metropolitan area, even still. You're going to run into people. run into the same people, which is why you should be nice and gracious. And if you don't feel that connection, you know, let them know in a way that is is unequivocal, like Direct. not feeling this connection. But don't don't be mean. Don't be rude. They're your neighbors. They're your friends. They are part of this small social circle. And you're going to see them again. Absolutely. So that was the dynamic for the party. We went downstairs. And in this case, I was like, oh, God. Groundhog Day, right? It's the same experience where it's like, oh, girls, let's all get dressed in something sexy and parade for the guys. And I'm like, it it was going that way. And I'm like, I'm going to take the bull by the fucking balls and just take control of Mm -hmm. this situation. Wait, wait. Did you use your motherfucking words? I used my motherfucking (laughs) words. And uh, we, it, it kind of helped in some ways that we were flying off to Mexico that night and so we only had like an hour to play. And I I was like, okay, I guess we're getting naked. And I took my clothes off like right there in my little bra and panty set in front of everybody that was there. And I kind of scanned the room and I said, who do I want to play with? Not him, not him, not her, not him. Oh, she looks cute. And I, I don't know what it is about the girls right now. Like I'm not really into girl girl mm-hmm. play but for that night that was the person that i felt most attracted Connected. to and wanted to explore and she because i was in this like dominatrix kind of vibe and she was she looked like prey like in the corner <laughs> and i just i knew i wasn't going to break her right you know so right you're way too sweet i'm super nice you're so and it nice. was really it was it was just making out, right? It was mm-hmm. like a little bit of touching, but I wasn't going to 
take her past any boundaries. We're going to devour her. No. No, because that's not even my thing. <laughs> that's not your thing. So, you know, I I kissed her for a while. I kind of touched some of the other guys. And I had heard that the single guy there was particularly good at oral sex. And again, my attitude was like, I'm going to get mine and I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Did you grab him by the balls I too? grabbed him by the balls. No, I, I was like, I've heard you're pretty good at this. You want to show me? Wow. Yeah, pretty much. And then I came and put my clothes on and left. Whoa. Oh my. <laughs> yeah, I was super fucking Damn. selfish that night. But I I felt like I just had to flip the dynamic that I go to these parties and I feel really uncomfortable and it like I'm I'm dreading and wanting people to come up to me. But you want to be in control. When I took control, I had a better experience. Good for you. And I don't think I I hurt anybody in the process. I don't think like I hurt this guy's feelings because I'm like, I want you to go down on me and I'm not going to reciprocate. Sorry. I'm sure it was a big turn on. Yeah. You know? I I think I think people he are, did it, right? Yeah. And it was pretty good. <laughs> he he could have said no. That's true. That's true. He could have used his motherfucking words. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't and actually come to think of it, I probably did reciprocate a little bit because, you know, I'm a nice girl. I'm sure it was a turn on. I'm sure he loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Because how often does a girl like take control of the room, mm -hmm. right? And say what she wants and do what she wants. Mm -hmm. And I had a much better time because of it. You fucking rocked. I did. I, I love did. it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I grabbed my clothes. I, I gave Mr. Ams like the five minute warning like I do with my kids. You got only five? five? You only minutes. gave him five minutes? It was doesn't, enough. Doesn't Mr. Ams usually require 20? <laughs> well, I gave him a 45 minute warning. Oh, okay. at, we needed to leave at 10. So I told him 45 minutes before, I was like, you've got till 10, do what you want, carte blanche. Like there Free wasn't pass. a lot of, yeah, whatever you want, whoever you want. He had a ton of fun. <laughs> he, had a, he played with so many ladies there. He had a great time. And uh, he made some new connections, which is good for him. He really likes that novelty and meeting mm -hmm. up with new people. So it worked really well for us. Because I took control of the situation. And instead of running away from the things I didn't want to have, I, I looked at what options were available to me. And I said, that, that's the thing that sounds most appealing to me. And I'm going to ask for it. And I got it. And it was great. And then I went home and got a good night's sleep and flew to Mexico the next day. And we had an amazing time we in Mexico. We had an amazing time <laughs> in Mexico. This is a great way to start wow. the vacation. Yeah. So I'm intrigued by the house party dynamic. I hate the sort of old school version right. of house parties. And I want to completely change that. We we have an amazing house party coming, coming up. up where I'm I'm really trying to set up an experience that's like my fantasy for a house party. I'm really excited about this. It's coming up this weekend. Mm -hmm. We have like, what, 18 couples coming? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we've set this up just to avoid all the things that we don't like mm -hmm. about house parties. Yeah. The main level of the house is going to be a no-play zone with some food and drinks yeah. and, and music and still a good, happy vibe. Mm -hmm. Sexy vibe, but no play. Right. And then we have the upstairs that's going to be heaven. Yeah. So is it <laughs> sort of heavenly. Yeah. We're taking like the old school heaven and hell party. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Like a total femme reboot version of the house party. I'm really excited. I know. It's going to be amazing. And then the basement is going to be sort of like hellish, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Fire and brimstone. Mm -hmm. We got lasers and fog machine yep. and red lights everywhere. But everyone can do whatever they want. Yes. there's no, We're keeping the group pretty large. So there's not that accidental orgy, you know, everybody gets together, everybody plays together. There's enough people that if you want to go off, nobody's going to feel left out necessarily. I'm hoping, right? right? This is a big right. experiment. Well, and if someone is uncomfortable and not really feeling the vibe, they can kind of leave without anybody yeah. noticing. Yeah. And it's not a big deal. So I would say rule number one for house parties Go to a big one. The bigger, the better. The bigger, the better, because yeah. you can do whatever you want. There's not usually that sort of direction. Mm -hmm. And you can leave if you're not having a great time. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we'll let you know it's how gonna it goes. It's going to be fun. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's take a little break. And when we come back, we will talk all about anal. Woohoo! I'm so excited. <laughs> 
and we're back talking about anal play. So Kat, when was the first time you were exposed to anal play? You learned about it. You saw it for the first time. Do you remember? It was porn. Yeah? Yeah. How I mean, old I think- do you think you were? Like a teenager? Uh-uh. Younger? Older. 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 Really? Okay. I think. I mean, I was busy during my adolescence and, and all of that with other concerns. So I wasn't really very uh, tuned in mm-hmm. to sex okay. at a young age. For me, it was more, you know, after high school, really, like okay. college years, that kind of thing. Um, And it was porn. Yeah. Yeah. I saw it in porn because I think I was curious. Sure. You know, what else is there? Do you remember what you saw, what it was like? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Tell me more. It wasn't good. (laughs) It scared me. I I guess, you know, I'll be, I'll I'll tell you, I I really didn't ever think that I would have anal sex. Okay, why? I thought it looked, it looked scary to me. I, the, what I saw was, I think, probably kind of hardcore, like, like a whole fist. Anal fisting. Yeah. Ooh, okay. I don't, no, sorry, not ugh. If that's your thing, awesome. But that is. But for your first yeah. exposure to it. Sure. I, yeah, that just looked like no way. That, right. I, could I even imagine that? You know, and I had had an experience where like, oops, wrong hole. Right, nope, right, don't right. go there. And and nothing. I mean, it didn't penetrate, but feeling like that. Oh, yeah. Immediate clinch, you know. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, and just, you, I don't know. I just, it looked painful. Mm-hmm. It didn't look like anything that I could see myself doing. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know. It just looked uncomfortable to me. And here's the crazy thought. Mm-hmm. I thought that if I started having anal sex, it was going to mess up my insides. Like somehow it was going to mess up my, my bowels and I wasn't going to be able to like hold you you but, thought you you I, would become incontinent. I, you, I thought that was a possibility. Yeah, yeah. I just thought mm, that just why would anybody do that? Mm-hmm. And all the like poop. Yeah, and <laughs> I'll the just poop. say it, poop. Yeah. You know what? What about that? Like, how do you do? How do you do that and keep things clean? And what if he pulls out and there's all this poop on yeah. his dick? Is he going to be like gross, girl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it was all of these things. I just put it out of my mind. I didn't even think about it. Because there's too many obstacles to overcome. Yeah, and it just didn't seem like the thing. Like it wasn't like a big, a big thing anyway at the mm-hmm. time. Of course, now anal is the new oral. <laughs> there right? you go. I mean, it's it's pretty mainstream now. Absolutely. And yeah. I'm, I mean, fast forward. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of glad that I sort of have relaxed my thoughts about it. I did a little research. I found out that it's not going to mess up my bowels. Right. <laughs> my butt's not going to stay like that big <laughs> hole. <laughs> you know, I don't know. You yeah. know, the the porn scared me. I can understand it that. It really did. And and so, you know, I uh, through just like a little touching, a little finger, I realized that I really like that. I I like anal play. Mm-hmm. A lot. Mm-hmm. That stimulation. Mm-hmm. I love stimulation. it. Yeah. Sure. Sure. How about you? So I don't remember seeing it in porn for the first time. I do remember a very early sexual experience with a boyfriend where he was super enthusiastically fucking me and then accidentally went into the wrong hole, which was scary and painful and awful. All It went all the way? All the way in. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That yeah. doesn't sound like an accident. It may not have been, right? It may not have been. I mean, because there's resistance there. There's mm-hmm. no lube. There's no... Right. There's no lubrication Well, everything there. was kind of wet, Slippery anyway. right? Like, okay. it was... It wasn't... It, it, look, whether or not it was an accident, it felt like a, a, an assault, right? Uh-huh. I, I, not to overplay it, but it felt, I was uh, like- Shocked. Done. I yeah. was done that night. We were done. And uh, and I it like took a little time to recover from that experience. I'll bet. So when I got married and I was with Mr. Ams and we're exploring all sorts of different sexual activities, it was something that I was curious about, but- Anything that we tried felt very painful to Mm -hmm. me. I think it was more mental than it was actually physical. But I remember feeling 
a lot of desire for it, a lot of curiosity about it. And every time we tried, it was just too painful. painful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And actually, (laughs) I have a sad, sad story for all the hotties out there. Do you have your tissues ready? Oh, oh, yeah. (laughs) Mr. Ams has a really big cock. He does. Oh, my God. Okay, that's the end of the story. All right, that's yeah. it. All right, we're not going to cry. He's, a, he's a big guy. So when he was my only partner, if I wanted to try anal sex, it you know, going from like a mm-hmm. finger to Mr. Am's dick mm-hmm. is like times 15. Mm-hmm. He's a big girthy guy. Mm-hmm. So it took a long <laughs> He is. <laughs> it took a long time and a lot of practice and a lot of prep. And a lot of lube. And a lot of lube before we successfully had anal sex. Mm-hmm. And it was it was very trial and error. What I've learned now is that playing around with either with a finger or with a butt plug to kind of loosen up your sphincter muscle is a really good thing. We didn't do that, right? Mm. We were we'd be like, "Ooh, let's try anal sex." Oh, nope, didn't work. And you know, it <laughs> it's an activity where if you prep your body a little bit through um through digital play or through using a butt plug to relax those muscles, then it's easier to have a more successful anal sex experience. So, we didn't know that until we started doing the research. <laughs> You're like, "Oh, we've been doing it wrong." Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, a, again, you can't, most sex you can't really do wrong, but this is one where if, it takes a little prep. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Mr. Cat and I have tried it and uh, several times actually. And it is uncomfortable for me at first. But once I relax and we sort of get it going, it, it feels really good. And then, and then it's great. Yeah. You know, I, I at first though, <sighs> it's it's a it's a an uncomfortable sensation yeah. when yeah. you get started, and we yeah. have used toys and and those kinds of things, and I like that a lot because mm-hmm. it's just a little smaller. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like <Yeah>. Mister Ams, <laughs> Mister Cat is well endowed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so the thought of that, uh, yeah, it- at first, you know, for a while, it was it was a hard thing to sort of get past. Yes, yes, and. It's important to know the difference between discomfort and pain, which is an important part of what Amy and April talked about when we decided to talk to a subject matter expert and learn all there was about right. anal. Right. And the bottom line is, I didn't have to do it. Sure. I mean, Mr. Cat was not pressuring me. No. Nothing like that. It's my own curiosity, right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I've I've liked always liked finger. Mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. always liked little play around that area. So I just, you know, I'm curious. I want to move on to the next step. So really my um, wanting to do that is from me mm-hmm. and just wanting to get to that point where it's not so uncomfortable mm-hmm. at first. And I learned a few things from talking to April and Amy and doing some research and just realizing that you need a lot of lube, you need a lot of prep, you need uh, you need stages. Yeah. Yes. So as we were exploring this topic, we decided to reach out to April and Amy from the Shameless Sex Podcast because they are enthusiastic, (laughs) enthusiastic anal sex participants, both of them. They are. And they had a lot of really fantastic advice for us. And I'm going to try all of that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm still a newbie when it comes to anal sex. Yeah. I mean, here we are doing a podcast about it. And it's, it, even though consenting adults thinks it's my favorite thing. That's right. That's right. It's, um, it's something that's just still kind of new to me. Which is why it's a fun topic because we have yeah. areas to explore. Things exactly. that we have not tried that I think will make it even better experience. So should we bring in April and Amy and see what they have to say? I think that I think that's a good idea.
And we are back with April Lampert and Amy Baldwin from Shameless Sex. I am so excited. I know. Thank you for the having A-team us. The A-team talking about Anel. Ooh, it's triple A. Ooh, yeah. Anal, Amy, and yes. April. It's a lot of A's. Oh, Anal sorry, sandwich. Kat, you're the only not oh, A. Oh, yeah, you're an A too. <laughs> no, I'm a K. <laughs> I know, but we got to change your name now. So That's that we it. All right. That's all the good. The anal yeah. team. <laughs> So ladies on our podcast, we're always talking about using your motherfucking words, but sometimes when it comes to things that are a little taboo, it's even more difficult. Do you have some special tips for our listeners about how to talk to their partners about wanting to explore anal sex or anal play? Uh, let's see. I'll, I guess I could start with a couple tips. This is Amy here from the Shameless Sex Podcast with my lovely co-host, Miss April here. And anal, by the way, everyone, we were saying this before the podcast. Uh, it's one of our favorite topics. Um, so some examples of how you could speak to someone or something that's challenging to speak about or something that is challenging to speak about, uh, such as anal. One could be, I listened to this really awesome podcast and I just, got, I don't know, kind of turned me on a little bit. There's something I, that I learned that I'm really interested in trying or I saw this movie that had this scene or I was just thinking the other day and there's this idea that I find kind of attractive. What do you think about it? So you're not necessarily saying we have to try this. We have to do this. It's just, there's some inspiration here. What are your thoughts? And if they're a big, no, if they're like, Oh God, gross, anal, the back door, poop, (laughs) maybe you can get curious about that and be like, Oh, oh, so that's not really your jam. What can explain more about that? Did you have an experience that wasn't that good? Or did it something that you saw, or maybe it just really is not your thing. Uh, But yeah, you can just really paint the picture as something that you have an interest in and trying and see where they stand. It's kind of like a fun, have a fun conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that. I love the idea of saying, I just heard a podcast about anal. What do you think about that? That's perfect. There you go. That works. Yeah. Or you can make a date to go in a sex shop, go in the anal section and be like, Ooh, that thing. I, I don't know. I'm what is this for, honey? What, is that? what do you think about that? Yeah. I like that. So with my experience with anal, it takes a little warming up of your body. It's not something you can just jump into. What are some first steps for a total newbie anal virgin so the funny thing thing is well hopefully you think it's funny as i think it is amy uh coined the anal versary for me because i lost my (laughs) virginity in january 2018 and so i had worked for a sex toy company that produced butt plugs before i had sold so many butt plugs when i worked at pure pleasure with amy back in the uh early to mid 2000s was it like 2008 yes so mid 2000s and i understood the anatomy the only thing was I, I had never had a partner that was willing to explore. So I think when it comes to kind of being in the anal realm, I think having fun with it is really good. And what was, what do you think? I, I mean, I, I, if one thing that we'd say in our podcast often is go slower than slow. And a lot of people learn anal from porn and it's mm. like, jam it in and go really hard and really fast. And so when April was about to have her first experience, you had your little kit, right? You had like the loose. And she gave me all these pointers yeah. and I was like, wait, but what, it, what do you do when, if it hurts? Yeah. And she's like, you have to go slow and make sure there's just a pinky finger first. Okay. Or if you want to try a butt plug, that's okay too. But just make sure you lube it up because you're but doesn't lubricate itself. And I was like, oh, it doesn't. She's like, and spit. <laughs> totally not, enough. not no. be enough. Not so then enough. I had a whole little kit <laughs> with all of the things. And it was like my anal kit. My I'm anal ready virginity for kit. action. <laughs> okay, so I want to know what's in that kit. Like, what are, what are all the things that you have to do to prepare? Mm-hmm. A big bottle of wine. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nothing numbing. We're not fans no, of anything no, numbing. Yes. No l- numbing things. I had, so I actually had, because I love lingerie and sexy things, depending on who you are. If that's not your thing, there's other stuff that you can get. But I had these panties that tied in a bow in the back that you could untie. And so it was a gift to whoever was taking my anal virginity. The gift of my ass. (laughs) 
big bottle of lube and I like silicone lube because it just lasts longer and it's, it's, it's slicker and, and doesn't absorb as quickly. And then I had a butt plug. I actually didn't end up using the butt plug. And then I also had just some, some nice smelling. Um, I, I just like to, to, the the top, just the top, not inside, but the spritz. And that was pretty much it. I thought that was the right amount of uh, what I needed. And there were anal beads as well, but I never ended up using those either. Those were the things in in the kit. And it's important to lube up that finger, even if it is just a pinky or the the index or pointer finger. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's, it's, really important it's almost like there's no such thing as too much lube for anal sex be like april said the ass isn't so great at lubricating itself so and i've actually uh, participated in anal sex um with uh sorry well not necessarily anal sex I'll, i use sex as an umbrella term so i'll talk sure. about like sex toys and fingers with my partner me and my partner is a penis owner where i'm actually putting things in their ass and i'm much more experienced putting things in my own ass and i put things in other people's asses men women etc um and i just l- constantly reminded more lube like really don't be shy from adding a lot of lube going really really slow and especially for the person that's being penetrated to be the one i think it, in a little more control honestly it's your first time mm-hmm. um, you get to play with the pressure of what's right for you so um and maybe it's still someone else's finger or there but i actually recommend you maybe playing with inserting a butt plug first like get to know your own body first maybe a little bit before you dive in no so I, I want to talk about butt plugs can we talk about butt plugs just <laughs> a little bit I love butt yeah. plugs. Be- yes. awesome because i have heard that for men and women you want a different shape of butt plug that that maybe for men you want something a little bit longer and women a little bit wider way. Do you think there's a difference in terms of male and female anatomy and, and what gives them pleasure? That's a good question. And in my experience and opinion, even in developing toys and looking at a lot of anatomy, if you're trying for prostate stimulation in terms of, of a penis owner, then there is a certain shape that will be able to access the prostate a little, uh, a little, I don't want to say easier because all bodies are so different. Most butt plugs, anal beads, they're, they're unisex. So anybody with a butt can use those and experience pleasure. So it just depends on, so size, I would say, uh, isn't, isn't necessarily a factor. Beginners, small, and then intermediate go medium. And you might be an expert anal, uh, sex lover, However, you might still only like the small plugs. So I, in, in my uh, humble opinion, I believe that folks of any gender could use any plug. Now, I could insert, insert a prostate toy and it might feel okay. Uh, it, it might feel better for a penis owner that it's accessing and putting pressure and, and stimulation or vibration on the prostate. Yeah, I agree with what April said that it depends what you're trying to do, right? So plugs are used for multiple reasons. One, we want to relax the muscles to move to something larger, a penis or a dildo. So yes, a thicker plug is going to relax the muscles more because there's more is is wider. And so I guess if you're asking for more women, should they use a thicker plug? I guess maybe people people think traditionally anal sex is for for women to experience, but pegging is a big thing. Sure. Um, And then yes, what April's saying on the prostate, the prostate is in penis owners. We don't have a, we as an April and I speaking as vulva owners, we don't have a prostate in our body. So using a prostate toy anally would just work as a butt plug for us. Probably maybe it could indirectly hit our G spot from the rectum to the vaginal canal, like through indirect stimulation, but the prostate is long. That's what April's talking about. Those toys it's, it's further in. So it's like a, the, your middle fingers length in is a, it's longer than a traditional butt plug. It's usually not symmetrical either it has a curve to it. Whereas your traditional butt plug and my favorite types of butt plugs for me are are tapered at the tip. And so they're easy to insert and then they uh, get kind of wider and then they get narrow and they always have a flange yeah. at the base. So they like a stopper, almost like a pacifier. You always and want it's that. nicer when the stoppers are thinner and thinner yeah. and can fit between your butt cheeks. So it's not spreading the cheeks. It's so you can actually mm. sit on it. They're flexible. The silicone ones are really nice because you can boil them afterward if yep. they don't have a motor. put in your dishwasher with your housemates. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah. So most of the ones I own are more the stainless steel. And I got to say, I don't love them. Maybe, mm. maybe silicone. Are, are there other materials that you recommend? Yeah. Mm. No glass. <laughs> I, stainless steel is great for a lot of folks out there. I'm 
I prefer something that is warmer. I know stainless steel will heat up to your body temperature, but silicone is less abrasive for me. Mm -hmm. And so there's no shame in using stainless steel and people love it and they're beautiful and they're heavy. And so Mm -hmm. they add this extra element of sensation. I just love silicone because it is so flexible, especially when it doesn't have any components inside and it's just solid silicone. Mm -hmm. It's, it's really uh, comfortable. You could, when, when there were movie theaters open, uh, I would go like, I, I would honestly, after my anal anniversary, I have this small butt plug and I would wear one to the movie theater and watch a movie. And so my bum would be all ready for action when I got home or good back. Preparation. And so, Damn. because it was comfortable and it feels good. And, and when this, the neck, as you call it, of the, mm. of the toy is, um, thinner, it just, it's really easy for your sphincter to rest around it. So, uh, that's, that's what I think the crescent shape stopper and uh, Amy was saying like the, the, the small neck. Yeah. The small neck is the part that the anus gets to re- or the anal canal gets to rest around. Um, and whereas the wider part hangs out more when the canal turns more into like uh, rectum, but it's a kind of hanging on the canal too. Cause what you're trying to do with the butt plug is to relax the anal canal. Cause that's the part that's going to open up in the anus too, to allow more. in. if that's what you're doing, some people just like use, they like to use butt plugs cause it feels good. And they're not even trying to move to something larger. Mm-hmm. It's not trying to, you know, make it so you can't leak or anything. And always just that pressure. It, can feel and nice. one other piece, I'll just add one other thing. Cause I could do get, get excited about this because of the way, especially the vulva owners, the way our bodies are designed when you insert a butt plug, especially when it's, uh, even small to medium into your anus, Anus. uh, (laughs) you can get more pressure put on your G spot from the backside, the way our bodies are designed. So when you're having vaginal penetration, you have that extra pressure, but it feels really nice. And if you add vibration to the butt, that adds a whole nother element that I think Ooh. is is quite nice. What about the butt and the clit at the same time? Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> okay, so when we progress from toys and fingers to a penis or something larger, what are some of the positions that you would recommend? So, okay, I've taken a lot of anal sex 101 classes because I owned a sex shop that was for April and I got started in this industry and we had a lot of educators that came in and taught anal 101. Um, I also went to school for and yes, this was a part of it at San Francisco State and for various trainings too. And I've experimented with this on my own as well. And what I have found is, I think I said this before, right, is the receiver, the one being penetrated. If you're brand new, what this is not what you see in porn, by the way. In porn, you see like doggy style or something and they're just shoving that thing in and the person that's penetrating you is in control. I really recommend like you almost literally squatting onto the dildo or the cock. So the person who has the homegrown penis or the dildo is laying on their back and you, maybe their legs are up or down, but we're sitting on the couch. Maybe sit on the couch too, but you're literally kind of hovering over them and making your way onto them. This is a missionary position, by the way, that I'm speaking to. Um, because actually, well, the anal, it's interesting. The rectum actually goes right and then left and right. You know, it goes all these different directions. But you're literally making your way onto them. And maybe if they're adding a little bit of pressure pushing into it's only a little bit, though. And you really get to decide how much is too much and when you need to stop, when you need to add more lube, when you need to slow down. Um, so one of my favorites is kind of like a missionary squatting on facing them and then making my way onto the cock. Now, as someone who is more experienced in the anal play realm or as April and I using sex toys and things, I can now just use a butt plug for, you know, five, 10 minutes and then move into a different position of pretty much any position. My ass will be relaxed, but I'm more seasoned in that department. And you do get more control as when you're a, the, the vulva owner on top squatting. I did that for the first time. Uh, I was penetrated anally successfully Woo. where it wasn't an oopsie that hurt so yeah. badly, which is what happens to a lot of folks, which is why they choose to, uh, don't not revisit it. Right. They're like, I tried it once it, and I've heard so many of my girlfriends say that because I talk about anal sex so much and how much I enjoy it on the show. I've had the, like some of the most intense and, uh, I think transcendent orgasms trend. Yes. That then I've ever had with vaginal penetration alone with anal stimulation. And so I, 
I don't push it on people, but I'm always asking, especially my best girlfriends that are like a little bit more vanilla. I'm like, so did you try that anal? I'll send you some anal beads and let's just call it. What, and, on, and on that note, what April, there, April said is really important. Anal sex actually shouldn't be painful. Uh, if it, you feel pain, stop what you're doing, slow down. You're not, you're not necessarily doing it wrong, right? But you might be moving too fast. You might not have enough lube. So, Which but, is why numbing stuff is not. No. Yeah, we don't it's, like it's numbing. It's not really recommended for folks that are especially n- new to it because you could get you need, tears. You need to feel or, if there is pain yeah. to add more lube or slow down. Discomfort is normal. So get really clear on what discomfort feels like. So that's like a lot of pressure and like, whoa, I need some deep breaths right now. Pain is like, ouch, burning. They're very different from each other. So pain means slow down, stop what you're doing, add more lube. Discomfort is just normal. And when your body starts to open up and relax, the discomfort goes away. And then you have the mind blowing orgasms that April has. Not everyone, but if you're lucky. And not all the time because nothing in sex is ever linear. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know that you would use, like, I've never heard of people using a numbing Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I've seen it. Wow. I've seen it at sex shops. Yeah. Or, or they use it for have to use yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Which is, it defeats the purpose, right? Aren't we trying to play, uh, that's have what fun, I'm thinking. enjoy? Yeah. If I have to use a numbing cream before we have sex, I don't know if the, I'm doing the things that you're not I doing really it right. Do, right? Yeah. 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 So can we address the elephant in the room? Cleanliness, oh, right? Yeah. Like oh, yeah. what yeah. are your thoughts on whether or not people should prepare their bodies in advance of anal sex, if they should be doing some kind of douching or cleaning ahead of time. Or even just to make themselves feel comfortable. Yeah. Uh, So I, Amy has some good points on this and I'll just start with sometimes there could be some things that happen and you might get something that you don't want on the penis or dildo when it comes out of the bum, right? Or the finger. Or the finger. And typically though, what I say is if I know, which I I love anal, and if I know that is on the menu for the evening or later, I won't eat a bunch of food and a bunch of cruciferous vegetables that I'm going to be like... (laughs) Gassy, or I'm not going to go to my favorite Indian food restaurant and be like, okay, let's go have anal. Um, although one time I did do anal after Thanksgiving and you know what? It was great. That wasn't a good call. Oh no. <laughs> Oopsies. A lot of things happen. And I think it's a matter of, of knowing that, okay, never go ass to vag ever when you're doing anal. If you want to do that, use a condom, take it off and then go to the vag or wash your hands or wash your hands. And same with the fingers. And so I will say there's always some sort of risk. Um, and there are things I've never anally douched and 90% of the time it's, it's uh, the anus is self cleansing and, and Amy has so so many more uh, in-depth facts oh. about the butt and what, what, what it does. And I can speak to some personal experience with that too, because what's interesting is we're constantly changing. Our diets are changing. Our bowel movements are changing. And that we're talking about, you know, we have to talk about bowel movements, everyone. I know it's not sexy, um, but here's some interesting facts. Number one, poop is not stored in the rectum. It makes its way through your rectum when it's ready to come out. That's when you get the feeling of I need to poop, but that's not where it generally hangs out. It's hanging out in your colon, you up above, et cetera. So uh, if you get that feeling of I need to poop or I'm gassy, not anal time. Uh, and so if you're a morning pooper, you're probably not a morning anal sexer. And, and maybe if you poop five times a day, then you got to find the right windows and just listen <laughs> to your body. And with that said, even though it's not stored there, you can get traces, little remnants of um, fecal matter is possible. And it, again, it's going to be based on diet, anatomy, so many different factors. And what I say is have a conversation about it with partners. Hey, what, are, how do we feel about this? Because if you, if someone's going to freak the fuck out, Hmm. because they see a thing that they weren't excited to see and it's going to kill the whole vibe. Maybe you either shouldn't be having anal sex. Maybe you should talk about using an anal douche. Enemas go like deeper than deep. They're going into your colon. So enemas pretty ex- extreme. And some people want to be just be super duper clean. In porn, when you see deep anal scenes, by the way, often they haven't eaten for like 24 hours and they're making sure that they don't have traces of it. So there's this uh, saying, you know, if you're going to play in the mud, you might get a little dirty and be prepared. <laughs> you know, have dark towels or a dark blanket or shower accessible and talk about it. Are we going to lose our shit? <laughs> I know that's funny. That. Um, or are, are we going to be okay? And I, with my body, what's interesting is 
I, lately I've been, when I play with anal plugs, there's almost always, this is going to be really graphic, some little traces and, and of something, even if I feel like super clean and, but I think it has something to do with my current diet and don't hate on yourself for it. I, my butt plug that I have is black. It doesn't really show very much. I have a sink accessible. My partner's cool with it. I'm usually the one that removes it. So they don't really have to see it. You know, so there's ways to work around it and it doesn't always happen. In fact, for a lot of people, like April said, it's usually not the case. It just depends on what's going on with your body and what you're doing. Deep anal fisting, just be prepared. So, hey. <laughs> Maybe that's for season three. That yeah. That clench really hard. <laughs> yeah. We're not even there we're yet. Do that. <laughs> I can't see myself ever doing that. So, and do you have any specific recommendations for, you mentioned silicone lube, which I think is a absolute mm-hmm. must for anal play, but any other recommendations of, of toys or things that you just think everybody should try once. I do. What, what do you, you, you can tell yours. I was going to, well, I was going to say if, um, someone is, well, obviously if it's going to do prostate play, Aneros is a brand that we mm-hmm. love. They make really amazing prostate toys. Silicone lube. We love Uber lube. We are obsessed with mm-hmm. it as we we've been for since day one, working this, the sex toy industry for the plugs. We love what fun factory makes some really good plugs. The booty fun, plug. The, they make the booty in, in small, medium and large, and they have uh, really great, just a feel and, and they're vibrant. And they also have anal beads that are flexible because when you go to the store and you've ever, if you've ever seen anal beads that have the, uh, attached like cloth string or they're really hard plastic mm. and they, they're not flexible. Your body is, is also soft tissues. So inserting something into your body that's flexible and can move is, is really important. And I, I love a vibrating plug as well. So you can't put those in your dishwasher. Uh, something with a remote is nice and always look for if, if you're a beginner, I would go a bit smaller. Uh, and then a remote, uh, as I mentioned, great. And then you can do sort of a, a, a almost like a dilator where it, it moves up in size. Uh, and there are really great companies out there with high quality, amazing sex toys that are techy and beautiful. They don't look like a big giant fleshy phallus that you're going to be scared of after uh, afterward, or maybe they'll, they'll look pretty and you'll be excited and the motor feels good. And you can also use it in, in the vaginal canal afterward because versatility is, is key with products. And I think with prostate, there is something to say about some vibration too. Aneros makes wonderful prostate toys that are usually vibe free. There's Fun Factory makes a really great prostate toy too. And there is some research behind the benefits of prostate massage and vibration, not only for pleasure, but also for uh, health. So even if you have never experienced any anal play before and you're a penis owner out there and you're like, I don't want anything in my butt. (laughs) It could be good for you later on. So something to think about. Mm -hmm. You might just like it. Cool. I love it. So ladies, this has been so much fun. I feel like I've learned a lot. Like I'm taking notes (laughs) over here. Um, If our listeners want to learn more about you, what you are doing right now, where to find you on line on Twitter, where can they find you and what you're doing? We are shameless sex. We are on every single outlet that you can possibly think of to listen to podcasts on. And you can find us on Instagram at shameless sex podcast. And we launch a new episode every Tuesday. We see you next Tuesday. And we have a website, shamelesssex.com. sex.com. Well, ladies, thank you so much for being with us today. This was so much fun. Thank you. were so great. That was such a fun interview. They're amazing. Yeah. They just talk like it's nothing, no which is deal. so cool. Mm-hmm. They are such an awesome resource. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend checking out their podcast. So now I feel like we're pretty well armed with information <laughs> to yes. do our sexy homework. I think so. So have you thought about what your sexy homework is going to be for anal? Well, I think for me, it, it's about getting more comfortable with anal in general, right? Sure. I think, um, first of all, I think I need to ask for it because Mr. Cat 
is so sweet. And I think he knows that it causes me a little discomfort and he doesn't like to hurt me. Mm-hmm. And, and he feels probably feels like he's hurting me. So I need to voice to him more clearly that it's okay and it's just discomfort and I really want to move forward with that. So I think I um I need to just put that out there and use my motherfucking use words. Use your motherfucking words. Okay, ask yeah, for it. Yeah, because I know I know he doesn't want to hurt me, but sure. I know I you know he he wants to give me pleasure. He wants to please me. He wants to do something that I want to do. So, yeah, I think I just need to have a little talk with him and let him know it's okay and uh and try a little more. Okay, so a little, a little more bit. often. So so anal sex for you now is kind of infrequent. Uh-huh. And sh- like short in duration? Well, yeah, I guess. Uh-huh. I I don't know, short in duration. No, cuz once it gets going, it's good. Oh, you go for a while. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and uh but it's not it doesn't happen very often mm-hmm. because I'm I mean, I because the beginning is a little bit rough. Yeah. Yeah. But man, when it gets going, it's fun. Mm-hmm. And I want I I feel like if I just keep trying, mm-hmm. that that beginning part is going to get shorter and shorter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, so you're going to ask for it. Are you going to um, do any sort of like um, preparation in terms of like mm-hmm. sphincter training? Yes. Okay. So I was thinking we have we have the toys. Sure. We just haven't brought them out that much. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think I'm going to look over what we have. And figure out, you know, what would be the best to use. There, there is this one little toy that I do, I do like. It's from the Fifty Shades of Grey set. Okay, they, I think they came out with some toys. Okay, and so it's a progression of beads that get smaller and smaller and smaller. Okay, as you get to the end, and it has a vibrator in it, and it's a beautiful toy. Toy. It's really pretty. It's it's a dark blue Mm -hmm. and it's um, silicone. So it has a good feel to it. And Mm -hmm. so I'm going to encourage him to use that one more. Okay. There you go. Yeah. I like it. Use your motherfucking words. Get what you want. Exactly. And so what are you going to do for your homework? So I've been thinking a lot about my sexy homework and I, I want to do more research and kind of get a playbook on anal play and then play it out. And I figure I need to go to the source, the, the, the true experts on anal play. Now, this is a female-centric, female-positive podcast, but I think we have a lot to learn from our gay brothers on uh, when it comes to anal play. That makes sense. Yeah. So I have um, <clears throat> a couple of ex-boyfriends who are gay, Long story. Did a lot of theater growing up. So I have reached out to one. and It's not about you, Ams. I, I never took it too personally. That's good. I, but I, yes, I was like an adolescent beard for a lot of guys. <laughs> uh, in any event, I, I reached out to an ex-boyfriend um, who is proudly and openly gay and asked him if I could walk through what he does to prep for anal sex. And I figured I would just follow his playbook and see if it made for a more pleasant, comfortable experience for me. Well, maybe you should share that with me. (laughs) I I can do that. Okay. I can do that. I mean, you know, uh, or I could just trial and error through through my homework. (laughs) That works too. No. Yeah, but I... When I get him on the the phone, I'll uh, I'll write it all that shit down. Thank I'm gonna get you. my iPad out and I'm gonna write it down, and uh, and see if that makes for a, a better experience. So we're we're not gonna feature him on the podcast because we only have women on the podcast. But the the gay community has so much to teach us about anal sex mm-hmm. and about openness. Yeah. It, issues of consent, issues of hookup culture, like they've been tackling these issues decades before the rest of us. The rest of <laughs> us. So I'm looking forward to reconnecting with this friend. And Very to, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll let you know how that goes. Well, I hope to benefit from his knowledge, <laughs> you know, through you. So his, yeah. Great. His, his 
gay sex guru. <laughs> yeah, so that's the plan. It should be fun. Sounds good. So let's get to it. Yeah. Let's go do our sexy homework. We'll see you next time. So that's our show. Thanks for swinging by. And don't forget, you deserve great sex. Now go get some. If you love the Two Hot Wives podcast, be sure to subscribe. And if you really love the show, rate us or give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. Thanks for listening. All right. Anal is maybe a type of sex play that you've been curious about but too scared to ask for. Seems a little taboo. Yeah. There's new things to worry about. Like poop. Like poop. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Poop sounds better than shit. Oh, I agree. Let's say poop. Poop. We're going to worry about poop. poop. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. I'll so- worry about poop. Yeah. So this may be a type of sex play that you've been curious about, but too scared. Too chicken shit to ask for. Too chicken poop. Too Too chicken chicken poop. (laughs) Uh.